0: And we're live again for episode 5, 6 if you count 0, but we're going to call it 5 Um, this week I have like, because I'm a Christmas temp, my schedule's a bit weird So I have all of my schedules sort of put into, um, put into the same block and, uh Yeah, I'm just sort of thinking That I think Fridays are a good day to record an episode It's like a weekly thing But I guess you can consider this a bonus Although for me, I don't know if I just want to record once a week Like I feel like, depending on like What I have to talk about And how I feel Like, it might be that Friday is like the main day that an episode gets recorded And then Um like, there'll be other episodes throughout the week. Um I oh don't know, kind of how, like, football works in America. Like, everyone knows, like, Sunday is, like, the day for football, or, like, Monday night football. But then, like, obviously, you get games on Thursdays and stuff like that. So, I think we might structure it that way. We're also on IG Live, so if you do tune into IG Live, shout out to you. Because right now, this is the only way that the podcast is going to get recorded visually until I have, like... A camera setup that allows me to... Record long form... Without... Costing me an arm and a leg... So... The podcast will sort of be... I don't know... We're going to try and do IG live... And then... The audio will be on... It's on iTunes now... And we're on... I say we... I'm... So I'm on iTunes now... And SoundCloud... So... If you have either of those Well it's iTunes podcast But if you have iTunes I imagine you can get iTunes thing Um You can get iTunes Uh Podcast So it's there Um Everything that like Every episode I record Will get like automatically Uploaded To iTunes As a result of like Something that I did Through SoundCloud So Obviously But like I've got four days off now, and unfortunately, for someone who's like dealing with depression and anxiety, that is a long, a long time. And you know, with everyone working or like working nine to fives, that means that like I'm alone from like the moment I wake up until around dinner time, and then by the time everyone gets home, no one's really trying to chat to me. So, um, there's that. Um, I wanted to talk today about like what it means to sort of pursue your dreams especially when you don't have responsibilities versus pursuing your dreams when you have responsibilities and sort of the the crippling feeling it can that can come about when you don't feel like you have the time or the means to pursue your dreams and obviously like when I was younger I didn't know that this was something I wanted to do being in any form of entertainment wasn't something I was sure I wanted to do so i can't be mad at myself but i think it's important no one should be able to tell you who you are what you're going to do when you're older but you should sort of listen to the signs or read into the signs and just like think about those things that you would do when you're not getting paid and imagine if you could do those things full time i remember like i was in there was a there was that eight month period where i wasn't in uni anymore And I was talking to somebody at a party That I went to with one of my friends And she was like, oh, you know, you've got the gift of the gab Like, you're really good at talking to people And I was like, oh, thanks But to me, being able to talk and articulate myself Was just how I compensated for not being able to write Or read particularly well I can write and read, but I'm just saying particularly well To the point where, like, it was not a skill that I could depend on To get me to where I wanted to be So, you know When I was in high school, I always knew that if I had a presentation that I would get a good grade off of that presentation and things would go well as a result of just my ability to talk to people when it came to getting into university and getting into high school. It was about being able to articulate myself and advocate for myself and those things sort of lent themselves and that really being able to talk to people, being able to have a conversation, being able to convey my story has been the only real sort of compelling means by which i've been able to sort of achieve some of the things that i've achieved thus far and i feel like when i when i was doing that i was trying to do and be a bunch of different things and not a lot of those things held weight and i think you and your soul and you and your heart will know what like you feel more or less compelled to do should you even find yourself in a position to do so um I was thinking about like just my like responsibilities and like why i work where i work now as opposed to just like spending all my hours doing this and it's because at least at 23 i've gotten to a point now where like i need to as the from when i graduated you need to know it was quite a turbulent summer so if you can imagine like uh, households expenditure was just higher than it would average on a on a month to month basis. Um, my mum was fighting for her life in the hospital. Um, me and my brother were at home. I was trying to finish my studies, so he was the only one working. And like just to get the house ready for my mum to come home from the hospital, etc., etc. There were things we had to do that meant that we had to spend m- more than normal. We had to replace entire bedding fixtures and buy certain foods and not buy other foods and we had to you know transport we had to uber to the hospital because the bus and public transport just wasn't particularly safe there were things we had to do that meant that we spent a lot more money and I found that when I like got this job at Topshop I was really excited because I think when you're dealing with issues concerning your mental health depression anxiety or anything else that you might find yourself dealing with one of the first things that they try to recommend for you is that you establish a routine and that when you establish a routine it can sort of help keep you level and balanced and obviously like I can't spend all my time um, in my own head if I'm serving customers or if I'm on a on a customer run to get the size from the stock room or if I have to pick up stock on the stock on the shop floor or if I'm you know if the the general manager of the entire floor in top shop is on my floor then I can't afford to be like I can't afford to be someone who's like in my own head like thinking the worst thoughts and I think the thing about depression and anxiety is like it's like like one-tenth reality based in that like my like struggle like the things i think about are things like that even if they were true i couldn't prove anyway and i think like i don't know like even like being on antidepressants and like taking those pills like i found i don't know like i've just been having some like cr- crazy like nightmares like it's like really visceral experiences when i'm like trying to get to sleep and when you are talking about like the dark thoughts in your head a lot of times people aren't trying to hear it so then you sort of like are stuck in a cycle of like just trying to stop what you're thinking about and i found that and maybe this is where the sort of meat of this episode is going to be and is like what kindness can do to change someone's day in terms of how you interact with other people and how other people interact with you um you know not i'm not saying that I, i can't go anywhere but like Sometimes when I'm like broker than other times I just decide that like it's best if I don't even like go out because, you know, living in London it costs a lot to do anything. But I had run out of my antidepressants. I'm on this thing called my trazepine or metazepine or something. And I ran out. And when I when I was me, still meeting with the community team they were like warning me, like you need to go and like meet with the doctor so that we can get you your pills before they run out but me being me I was working I felt like that was taking up more of my time so I decided to go and just like like allow them to run out and so I ha- I didn't have them for about two days and when I didn't have them for two days it was like it was like I don't know like it was kind of crazy to like feel for the first time like and not that I like felt massively different but like to feel like I was gonna like be different as a result of not having the pills As opposed to being someone who had not previously taken antidepressants And like felt like I was going to be different being on them For the first time I had had them for more than a month or so Now maybe six weeks I'd been taking them regularly And I felt like I, I was a little bit afraid Not, I didn't feel withdrawal from them Because to me there's not a drastic difference At least in my experience But I could be wrong But what I felt was more... Along the lines of like Afraid that if I didn't have them I would go back to being in as Dark a space as I was When The initial mental breakdown happened And at that time I was like so scared Because Part of me doesn't even want to be on them Anyway so there's that So I was like fearful of like Being on them And I was like oh do you know what I just won't even go back And check and then the doctor I went in but anyway we're talking about kindness and how it can change your day i went down to my local like my my physician and or my gp depending on where you are my, i don't know what they're called in the u.s but like i went down to my gp on an emergency appointment and um, i went to um went to i went to get um get a prescription, and I have, like, this skin infection on my back, so I went for two things, and he asked me, he said, have you, have you been contemplating self-harm, and have you been contemplating suicide recently, and I had to, like, I mean, I wasn't lying, I just, I don't think that that doctor in question had the time to, sort of, hear me out if I had been feeling differently, because, at the end of the day it's like it's very nuanced and like to explain to him that sometimes I do think of things of that nature and sometimes that I don't you know I don't know if in that time he has the time to sort of deal with the nuance of those feelings and to decide whether or not he wants to give me the pills um at the end of the day he can either give them to me or not give them to me but I don't think he has the time to treat me and the weird thing about it is is that I was due to have psychotherapy, but, um, I can't, like, I don't, I don't know what's happening with that, I haven't been called about it, I don't have anything, so I really don't have, like, aside from this, which is an unbelievable outlet, I don't have much of an outlet to, like, talk about what I'm feeling, and I don't think that he had the time to sort of hear me out, which is interesting, and I think that sometimes when doctors ask these questions, I don't think they are asked with... In my opinion, the ability to understand the nuance between like fleeting thoughts and dark thoughts and a genuine state of serious contemplation of self harm and suicide. And I think that's really important to distinguish between. But nonetheless, he was a really nice guy who seemed like he cared. And I think oftentimes you can run into people who don't seem like they care or don't seem like they have the time to care. And I feel like I've had two instances with this doctor and with one Uber driver where like, the kindness that people show that on the surface and in depth seems sincere can make a significant difference to your mood and can change the way that you walk going forward like that entire day I hadn't been in a good place I'd had disagreements with family and had arguments and that already is emotionally draining and then if you think about it from the moment you wake up like an that like not excluding your like nightmares that you have before you wake up right so you you have these i don't know if it's because of the antidepressants or what but you have these like visceral nightmares and they feel so real and you wake up trying to figure out what happened and what didn't and then then you open your eyes for the first time and you wake up and then you're like trying to establish like it's like a calm baseline so that at least you can for those 12 to 14 or 16 hours that you're awake like feel as little sort of mental anguish and suffering as is physically possible and it's like the people that touch your life in that day and in in those hours and in those minutes that like can and do have a significant difference on your mood and how you go feel going forward I went down and he was just he was just like a good it just seemed like a good man like a nice doctor like who cared and he was like the you know, next time you run out of your pills like don't ever let it go that long call me and i'll get your prescription straight away no problem but and then i had an uber driver who was like i don't know i didn't really assume much about his life but he was just like someone who cuz we we all know if we've been in ubers there's a couple of different types of uber drivers but a lot of the times you're not really trying to hear what they're saying if they want to have a conversation but in my case I was happy to sort of like have a really pleasant conversation and it's like people's energy and sort of the approach they have with you is really important because I think one thing you can sort of tell when you're like going through a lot or one thing you become paranoid about is people's intent in terms of how much they care about you and when they text you saying like, Oh, I wish you're well or I hope you're doing better or when they pop in and check on how you're doing I think people can people who are suffering with mental illness or going through a rough patch can become quite on edge and quite paranoid and quite sensitive about whether or not people who are stepping in and saying stuff really care and it's sometimes hurtful and heartbreaking that strangers can step in and have like the utmost kindness and the utmost like love for you in in like a either a short doctor's visit or like a an hour-long uber drive but like and even in my experience, sometimes it's really hard to be kind when sometimes you have, like, stuff to get off your chest and it takes a lot to, like, step back and say, "It. it's not about me right now and it's not about how I feel or how upset I am. Because when you're going through something, all you have to do is imagine that somebody else feels that way to imagine, like, how, like, crappy that person could be feeling at that moment in time or how, like... But okay, like let me tell you, like, this is one of the moments where like I couldn't understand. I was working the other day, and a customer came in and she asked me to. She she was like, "I I've seen this jacket. Can you tell me where it is?" So, if you imagine that I work like in one part of the store, where she was pointing me to was like an completely different part of the store, and I went, and she said to me, "It's this one." And so, bearing in mind, if you see the mannequin and then you see, like you could you could you could suppose that like it's not too far away from you the actual jacket itself her little daughter finds the jacket runs over she goes mommy mommy it's here I was like okay cool my job is done and then the woman goes oh sweetheart you should work here you're more useful and I was like I stood there and I looked at her son and me and her son both just went and I was like wow like how and but and there are instances like that where you could you just have to imagine like how like little patience could you have like how much like how much like lack of love is there in you where like that's something that you would say to someone or like where where like you yourself stood near a mannequin where the jacket was a meter away that you didn't see and you looked at me and said and you looked at your child and said how she was more helpful than me and i was like imagine like like but i'm trying to figure out like Especially like I'm I'm waking up and like to keep it a thousand like I wake up, right? And I'm and I'm like having like a, a, a barrel of like like there's like a gang of like existential crises like in the same like in in the, all throughout the day, right? And then this woman comes up to me and I'm just she just goes she 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 says her ten year old daughter's more useful than I am and I just said I was like, Do you know what? like, I tried not to be mean, because being mean is not, like, the way, but, like, I don't, I don't know, like, what, what would compel someone to do that, but I think it's a lesson in, in terms of, like, it's a lesson for me in terms of understanding that, like, however, like, however slighted I might feel, or, like, however upset I might be at someone, like, just to leave them, because, like, I, I remember, like, you know when people like i don't know if you have friends like this but if someone has like poor customer service or something like that you're like a lot of people's friends will just be like th- there's certain people that like won't do something alone you know? or like there's certain people who like if their food's wrong at a restaurant they'll go say something and i'm like Yo, listen you're already dealing with someone who either by choice or by force it's their job to like be a bin man and then you wanna, you wanna like complain when he like doesn't drop your bin right outside your door or he like slams it too hard, like you have to understand this man's job is to like get all of your crap, empty it into a bigger truck of crap and then put it back outside your house and then he goes home and you have to imagine he has to wake up really early, what if he has kids, like sometimes i feel like when we take and complaints into our own hands and like when we start feeling away way about like what we're going through we forget like that behind that person is an entire like story an entire narrative and it may not be a peaceful one and if it's not a peaceful one the least we could do is like make that person's day like a little easier by just like allowing them like she didn't have to say all that she said in front of me especially in front of her daughter like what does her daughter think she's cool now like, does her daughter feel like her mom's hard for, like, saying a little joke? That was, like... Do you know what I mean? Like, and, of course, I could have said something, but, but the, the energy it would take to address her and the following consequences would have been so long for me. Like, who knows if, like, they would have just fired me or something. And I don't know, like... And the difference between her and that doctor who really felt like he cared about my well-being and that Uber driver who wanted to hear me out when I was going through something... Is huge like I talked about last week the feeling of doing something that you love to do but it's also about being around people that show genuine love for you like and spending time with that people because that energy is like it's real it's a real sort of thing that you can feel and perceive and when you don't like like I don't have time anymore like to really like pretend that like like pretend or like be around people that I like don't want to be around and obviously like socially like I struggle a lot anyway so I can understand how like some people might feel slighted because I am like i like a level one shit friend a lot of the time and it's not for a lack of care it's just that like sometimes like the world is so jarring and like it feels like so like like everything just like feels so aggressive and so like harsh and so rough when you walk outside, like just to get from one place to another, you could feel like your bank account is hurting and then you've gotta like do all this other stuff and I just sometimes I get like I just feel like I'ma stay inside and then that's it. I'm gonna wake up, find something to do that it takes up like, twelve to fourteen hours and go back to sleep again and then whatever. And obviously like it's rare that I ever get four days off of work. Um only it's only because I'm a Christmas temp that like I get my, these weird holidays and like I was scared because I basically I get paid for holidays but not days off so for example yesterday was a day off but then Wednesday and Thursday are holiday days I get paid for those Friday is a day off and then I go back to work Saturday Sunday right through and then I have days off in between but I don't have holidays and like me seriously sitting around and like contemplating whether I want to stay there and do that job is not and I feel like it's it's not because I don't I'm not grateful and appreciative to have a job. Um, it is a good feeling to feel employable. It is a good feeling to hear uh, to sort of like hear back from people. But I was reading something on Instagram the other day in in the late night hours of just like scrolling through the explore page, and it was like a lot of us go to uni and a lot of us get other jobs only to increase our value to somebody else or something else or some other entity, but we don't do it for ourselves. And it just sort of led me to think about, like, the ultimate kindness I could even show myself. Like, the ultimate mercy I could show myself would be to uh, to um, pursue my dreams and sort of spend time around people that I love. I'm um, a full charger. And I just feel like if I don't do that, then I'm harming myself and the thing is yeah, one of the things I've noticed is like the generational difference is who's the, who are the two viewers on here let me know who's on here because I can't tell without pressing the button let yourselves be known on the live let me see if I can charge it this way do something wave make a thing um, alright calm don't say anything it's fine I understand I hate. You. I respect it. Um, but yeah, hello to everyone who's on the live right now because it's very kind of you to watch. But um, let me see if this is charging. It's not. Just, oh no, it's not going to work. Uh, let me. I'm here still. We're talking about following your dreams and stuff, but. I feel like we can do a lot more to be kind to one another and I feel like we can do a lot more to influence the world and a lot of people ask me and I've been trying to explain to my coworkers like what this is about and what this whole thing is about and I feel like one second I feel like this is about providing a platform to those who sort of don't um, I said, it's like, when you watch mainstream media, when you see anyone from a lower socioeconomic background who's made it, we tend to see people who, like, have either done something really, really good or done something really, really bad, but nothing in between. Like, right now, there should be, you know, one of my friends earned a, I don't know, a first in maths at uni. And he should be celebrated for that. His story should be told so that other people feel, like, inspired to, talk about like where they've come from and to pursue careers and ventures that aren't like traditional traditionally deemed to be the things that are going to help you make it like when you're growing up you see it like a, a few occupations that sort of are what allow or promote upward mobility for people socially and economically and then you know you don't really see the others promoted in media as much and I feel like if this if this platform and this podcast can get legs, it will allow other people who feel a particular sort of passion about alternative things, like whether it's like chess or computer programming or gaming or being a lawyer or being a doctor or something, you should be considered just as cool, if not cooler, than someone who has decided to become a rapper or a footballer or play basketball or play American football or something like that. And I feel like If you get a chance to highlight those people and tell those stories and establish that narrative, then there's a good chance that those people can inspire those who come after them. And I feel like until that story gets told, you won't have a chance. And I feel like, I wish I had because you only get shown signs sometimes I feel like in fragments and you only get those kind of messages from the universe in pieces and I feel like I mean obviously I wish it hadn't taken a mental breakdown for me to sort of understand in, in a greater length what my purpose was but you don't get to choose sort of the form that the messages take and I wish I had known that I probably had a greater purpose in talking to people and telling stories and sort of in a in a sort of and in a documentary style sort of like telling stories and being a part of stories and stuff like that but it took you know acknowledging my depression and anxiety and going through the worst bout of it in in at least up until this point in my life to sort of know that this mic and telling my story was what was there for me and um, I, I found that in, in sort of here, listening back to what I said in that last episode it may have come off as though I was like hating on people's occupations or hating on their choice to pursue a particular occupation but that just was far from the case I always but again I think it's always important to review the things that you say so that you may learn and I found that like like the girl who I was talking about who sort of was my mentor in my first few weeks of work she's now moved on to a different job as an assistant manager and her pay's increased and she seems happier and the other guy who I work with who's been at Topshop for like a decade almost or if not more been working in retail you know it's not to knock his sort of experience as a man and what he's gone through and I don't know his whole story so I can't understand all the decisions that have led him to be where he is but I just wonder and try to learn from the people around me as best I can about their experiences and what they go through as a means of sort of like as a means of sort of understanding why they might make certain choices and why they they might be where they are. And I think while you're young, you should try everything, do everything, and equip yourself to do so before things like rent and things like loans and things like family and parenthood take over your life to the point where it becomes a lot like your life is no longer just strictly your own and i'm not saying that it's not possible for you to do so with those but i'm just saying while it might feel like physically just slightly easier to do so i encourage you and implore you to do so because right now you know i have a I have a little debt to claw myself out of me and my family out of before i can really say i'm gonna record a podcast and just do that and that'll be that but I feel like While you still have the chance You should definitely go out And pursue something That you feel like Just makes you happy Because that's all That matters Because wh- Whatever you believe in In the hereafter When you're here Like material possessions are Sort of Not as They fade They, they lose value They gain value They appreciate and appreciate You know the physical things around you are, are just like they're not a uh, physical and permanent aren't intertwined and i feel like there's a, a greater spiritual responsibility you owe yourself to uh, spend time doing things that you love and spend time with people that you love and if i can say one thing about uh one thing about sort of what you're going through i feel like i'm not really making sense let me start this again i feel like if you get the chance to dive into something that you love and spend time with people that you love i want you to do it because i feel like it makes a significant difference to what your sort of your mood and your general spiritual energy is and if you do you know and if you are someone who's living that experience let me know so i can talk to you about how you feel because at the end of the day this is a platform for conversations and interviews also um because i'm i'm finding now that like i like you think about the generational differences like right by by this age my mom had already had her first child like by this age my sister had already had her first kid by this age my sister was well my other sister was well on her way to being married and then would eventually have her first child and to me it's so crazy that like at 23 my biggest responsibilities are like put like paying rent you know buying groceries and then like I like to play PS4 like I'm not like a an adult in the same to the same extent that my family members are and so I have an infinitely larger amount of time to imagine all the possibilities for my life and all the things that I would love to do and all the things places that I would love to be and you know like the other day the the GM of my the general manager of my floor at Topshop came up to me and she said, do you always look so scared? I was like, I felt, and I was like, just, and it's only because in my experience, the only interactions I've had with her are when I've, oh, when I've done something wrong. Like usually when you sort of like, you know, when you get called into your boss's office or something, it's never like for you to be like told how you never think your first thought isn't to be told like, oh, I've done, I've done really well. So like, let's talk about something positive. And, I just don't feel like I am spiritually, mentally equipped to show up day in, day out for a job just to get paid. And some people might envision that as weakness. Others might envision that as strength. It doesn't really matter which way you envision it. To me, I think of myself as weak sometimes, particularly when I consider people I know, people I love, who have endured and tolerated much more. In order to put food on the table and do those sorts of things, but they weren't feeding their spirits because they maybe couldn't or did not have the time to do so. And when I, when I think about those things, like I'm consider myself privileged to even have the time and space to imagine a life that is one made up of the things I dream to do and the things that I love to do, as opposed to one in which I, I must provide for an infant or for a much a significant other in a much more serious relationship like by this time in a few years from now my sister was married like that's so crazy like i know people that are my age that i went to school with that are married now some have children now like it's crazy that and i acknowledge the privilege that i'm able to think about those things but i just struggle to live like i already have just been thinking about like applying for other jobs and doing other things because It doesn't sort of matter whether or not I'm making money. Like, I could go back to being homeless or being broke, although I shouldn't think that way because that's not good. But I could do that as long as I sort of knew I had the chance to work on the things that I love. And I know that, like... But I just don't have it in me to be in a job or be in a position where I'm doing something because it feels like it needs to be done in order to pay the bills or do something. I just can't. Like, that's not for me, like... I want to take care of my family, but there's a particular way that I want to do it, and I can imagine that that might annoy people or piss certain people off, but that's just how I feel personally. And you know, especially after working damn near seven days in a row and spending eight hours at a particular institution and around a particular culture and around certain people who are sort of doing certain things, I just find that sort of like the spiritual energy and like the the time I have for those things is limited much more limited than it is for the things that I love to do and this might be a horrible episode I can understand it's, it's a bit fragmented all over the place and sometimes I feel like I have something that I want to talk about and I try and tackle it and then it ends up being just a bunch of different thoughts so if you don't appreciate th- like just let me know what you think of these episodes if you don't appreciate the sort of structure of it let me know and I can sort of just not consider this an episode and call it just consider it like a bonus thing of sorts but it's important for me that when i get into a dark space and that my sort of anxiety and depression take over and i can sort of feel myself drifting into like an infinite number of futures of infinite number of possibilities and start thinking of things that are just far 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 too grand and far too large for my body and mind to possibly perceive in a healthy way um i find myself here on this mic because this this is one place where what's inside of my head can come out and it doesn't sort of function in the sort of like the negative and painful and poisonous cyclical nature that it is when I am sort of like stuck in my own thoughts and you know one thing I'll tell you about what I've been going through to close off this episode is like i found that things that i used to do just like i was watching an anime just now and i was like it's too much violence too much death too much all of this stuff like you become so sensitive to certain topics and certain things because that triggers a lot of your depression and anxiety and obviously some days are worse than others and i um find that like i just can't can't watch or do certain things anymore you know it's like uh, i was watching the avengers trailer the other day and i was, like, just felt myself, like, slipping into a panic attack. I could just feel it, and I was, like, something that I'm so excited for, like... And, like, I love the Marvel movie franchise, so maybe that's something that I can share with other people. Like, I'm just a huge fan of the franchise, and I've watched every Marvel film. I've been there for everything, and I just, you know... Sometimes it's so hard, because the things that used to provide you with relief are no longer things that provide you with relief. They're, they're things that trigger you, and I just find, like you know, it's it's hard at times to want to even just, like, to, like, you feel like all of those things that you used to enjoy just, like, get taken away from you, like, food, for example, like, I have days where I don't want to eat meat at all, and today is one of those days, so I'm making a veggie curry and stuff like that, but, and yeah, I can cook, I can definitely chef it, so, you know, it does that, but anyway, like, I used to no I don't even want to eat chicken I don't want to eat any kind of meat I just don't want to participate in that kind of stuff at the moment and there are days where like you can't watch your favorite shows you can't do anything because you're just gonna get nightmares you're gonna get anxious and that's why when I talk about the job I do and when I hear about other people's stories I hear other people warning me and telling me in their own way about the pitfalls of sort of pursuing something that takes care of you in the meantime but in 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 the long term is 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 costing you more than you're gaining you know like i used to like what like what would it cost me to eat like super cheap like basically I have baked beans and on toast or something every day if that meant that i had to work a little less and in working a little less i could spend a little bit more time doing the things that i enjoy and like, what sacrifices I think I'm examining at the moment is, like, what sacrifices am I willing to make? What material possessions am, am I willing to forego? Like, what experiences that are sort of superficial at best am I willing to sort of just f- forget about for now, like, in order to pursue the things that I love? And I think that's a a really interesting challenge and something that I challenge you all to think about as well. And it's something that I think about a lot just in terms of, like, trying to understand, like, what sacrifices I'm willing to make to pursue my dreams. And so, like, if I get picked up at Topshop for, you know, for after this, I'm definitely going to go down to part-time work or, like, 30 hours a week as opposed to 37. Or, like, maybe, like, I'll, I'll 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 go down to three days a week or something like that and then just, like, spend the other three or four days, like, taking care of myself and taking care of this platform and... I know this isn't maybe something that you feel like is an episode worth sharing but you know I'm I'm just here trying to talk to you guys about what I'm going through and, and, and hopefully you learn something from the stories that I have in my week and in my days and not every podcast is going to be a one where I feel like I'm just on a roll and on a sort of like riding a wave and whatever but I just want to thank you all for sort of listening in and being a part of this experience and i can't wait to sort of help this grow into something that's huge and recognizable and each one of you listeners that listens to these episodes loyally and who shares them on your social medias thank you remember we're at dynasty podcast on instagram at malik and batch on instagram at malik and batch on snapchat and you can find me on facebook as well by the same name malik and batch um you know if you if you're just there for these episodes please share them on your socials because the more eyes and i should say the more ears that listening and the more eyes that see me on i do live the better it is because I'll, I'll get i'll get to tell more and more compelling stories and i look forward to those and i envision those as being a really great moment so thank you all and i will definitely see you on friday for an episode which will be like just a regularly scheduled program and stuff like that i don't know i'm all over the place but thank you guys for listening anyway